Do you like it hot? Well, then we have something for you. We had never seen the film many lists consider to be the greatest comedy ever filmed and one of the best films for all time. Never seen it until last night. So we're going to talk about it, and we will let you know whether or not, in fact, we like it hot on a special retro anatomy of a movie starting right now. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Anatomy of a Movie. Yes, indeed, it is a special retro anatomy of a movie. Uh, here to do another one of these with my friend Alexa Capiel, who, by the way, for this friend? installment... TV friend, <laughs> showbiz friend, you know, off camera. Friend. No, no, no. no. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, we, kidding. we have separate trailers. Uh, we, we have to arri- we have to arrive in different entrances. Uh, we talk through our producer. Sometimes Ryan he in the booth. He talks to the hand, and oh, I just listen. always talk to the hand. <laughs> but kidding. for the sake of this movie, I will refer to you as Flappy Cappy Capiella because Cappy. it's set in the twenties. Oh, so, I thought you were being derogatory. No, no, that would be Flabby Cabby, which <laughs> oh, that's go. not you, because right. you are neither of those things. Flabby Cabby, all right. You, yeah, exactly. So you can do a little jitterbug as we go along. Uh, so, Alexa, thank you for uh, joining me here. You're so and welcome. everyone out there, thanks for watching. If you're watching the archive version, please leave the comments, chat down below. I love to engage on YouTube and uh, anywhere else you might be checking this out if you're uh, checking out the podcast version. So what we always like to do when we start one of these retro films is what did you think the movie was about before you actually sat down to finally watch it? Like judging from the poster, you you know, like there's clips. There's little things that you can take away from this movie. But what did you think it was about? Um, judging by the poster, which I actually hadn't seen until after I saw the movie. Your whole so, life. On, yeah, honestly, wow. I, I only knew the name. I knew that Marilyn Monroe was in it. And many people told me this was her best work. Yeah. And that is all I knew about this whole movie. This is one of the best comedies of so, all time. I didn't even see the poster. That's what I'm what, saying. What like, I knew was that it had uh, the delightful Jack Lemon, who has a cartoon character face. Uh, which, does. by the way, I mean that in the best way possible. That's perfect for old movies. Yeah, you know? and he's Even hilarious. when he's an older, grumpier old man, he still kind of <laughs> has it. So I think it's great. Uh, I knew that it had him and uh, Tony Curtis, uh-huh. Jamie Lee Curtis's dad, mm-hmm. uh, in drag. And I knew that it was not a lifestyle choice. So I thought, which this isn't too far off, I thought that they were, you know, involved in the criminal underworld and then they needed to go at, uh, out on, on the run. Now, that is me getting confused with the film Nuns on the Run with Robbie <laughs> Coltrane and Eric Idle. Uh, but that's kind of where I thought that, that this okay, came well, from. Okay, well, you were I, on... I wasn't that far not, off. No. Yeah, they, they happened to witness something. Right. And... Uh, so I, I thought about that part of it. I, I didn't know they were musicians. Mm-hmm. I, I I knew that that song "I Want to Be Loved by You" was from it, and I knew that I Marilyn. I Mar- want to be loved by you. That, that one. Do you think <laughs> Marilyn Monroe really sang that? Yeah, I, I think do so. too. And I haven't was been able there to controversy. Fi- no, I've been able to find anything online that says she didn't. Oh, okay. And usually, if that's not the case, 
you will see right away that uh, actually it was performed by, you know, some singer of the, that era that, you know, whose name doesn't live on because she can not... sing, though. Right. This well, has been proven. No, but I was glad to I was glad to see that. Oh, okay. I, I, this was this was a relief because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, she sounds so good in this movie. Yeah. I'm going to be disappointed when I fa- find out that, you know, it was it was like a Broadway actress. It was oh. it was Mitzi Gaynor, right. who, by the way. When I was reading about this, yeah, Billy Wilder, the part. they never expected Marilyn Monroe to have any interest in this right. movie. Right, and she was like, I'm interested, cast me. Yeah, so they were going to have Mitzi Gaynor, who is delightful in South Pacific, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, also, I think it's cool how, how ballsy she was and just was like, hey, cast me for this, don't shit sh- me. And then, right. and then single-handedly almost ruined the entire production. Well, we'll get, we'll, we'll mean, get to that. Okay. But, you know, on screen, she did, you know, for, for watching the movie cut together, oh, she's great. yeah, she's She's wonderful. wonderful. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I haven't seen a lot of movies. Look, she's not in a lot of movies, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to actually think of how many I'd seen before this. I, it might only be one that she's actually you know, starring in. And I think uh, I, you're just reminded like, oh, yeah, this is why everyone loved her. Mm-hmm. Because you look at her and you can't look away. Mm-hmm. But she's also got, I don't know, she's very likable. You know, I know she's playing this Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline small town i don't know it, it, what was uh cane sugar cane sugar cane yeah. whose last name is, is like some long Cole, like, po- Cole Chelsea yeah some like long polish last polish, name yeah. yeah i was just like sure why not but uh you know it, it's a it's just a reminder when you see somebody who's like a larger than life iconic movie star you know it's like if you were to actually you see one of the few movies that james dean was in you're like oh yeah yeah people really liked him i don't even know how good some of those movies are but it's like and I think this movie is good in, in a lot of ways, but you can't not look at her, you know, yeah. and you get that a little bit these days, but it's not the same, I think, you know, in the level. I of, think Margot Robbie's probably close to that level. Yeah. Although I would say she's more talented in terms of, you know, does she need 47 takes to say it's me sugar? How mu- how much of that was... <laughs> No, isn't that crazy? It's me, sugar. Yeah. She had a horrible time. Sugar, that. sugar, like, it's, it's me. Sugar, it's me. It's sugar, me. Sugar, me. I want to see that. Uh, that I take. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Um, but uh, what was I? Oh, I forgot what I was. So Margot say. Robbie, uh, I said she would be able to deliver her lines in less than forty-seven takes. Yes, but also, uh, how much of that was? Okay, now I remember. How much of that was? That was were all the drugs that she was? Oh, it's, on? it's it's mostly the drugs. I so, would think. I think if. You know, and I know we're jumping around, but because we're talking about Marilyn Monroe's performances, you read that her uh, acting teacher is is on set. Arthur Miller, who she was married to at the time, is there. Strasburg. Strasburg. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lee Strasburg. Thank you. Uh, I, thank God that the actor in the room knew You're who welcome. it was. Yeah, because it's not my job. You know, it's what a, you know. Again, it's too late for me for a lot of things. You know, knowing about acting, it's it's. I've learned all I'm going to be able to at this point. But so they're on set. You know, so that doesn't help uh, the amount of drinking and 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 drugs in her life. But I was reading that they the the scene with her and and Shell Junior. That's mm-hmm. like on the yacht. That they cleared three days in the schedule to film it. Mm-hmm. 
And they filmed it in 20 minutes. Yeah, because she was just like, all right, today I'm feeling okay, so, so let's that, just do that'll it. That'll just tell you that, uh, you know, that's a little lesson for the kids out there. You know, when you're not all screwed up on, you know, drugs or just, just some drinking, <laughs> you can actually get your work done. Yeah. And that when she was good... She was really good. Yeah. And here, here's actually a quote from uh, Billy Wilder himself, who um, directed and, and wrote the film. He's like, I, you know, my Aunt Minnie would always be punctual and never hold up production, but who would pay to see my Aunt Minnie? You know what I mean? So basically... I mean, look, he, he's selling he's selling Aunt Minnie a little short. <laughs> I, I'm just going to guess. But. It was worth it because she's, when she's on, she's on. And yeah. And when she's not, she's still wonderful to look at, wonderful to just feel her essence and everything like that. So she was a, a special person. I, I truly believe that. Yeah, and I think that obviously just the way that she's looked at as this tragic figure, you know, who you know, just her life, it's just, it's just, a, her life is a sad story. And so when you get to see these these brilliant moments of her captured on film, you're like, oh, just imagine if, I don't know, she only you know, drank half as much or, you know mm. what I mean? Just like, you know, you're not even saying that she was hundred percent clean. Depression, yeah. Man. Yeah. Well, and plus suppose- her childhood, I was yeah. reading up on it um, again. And that was rough. That was a rough childhood. She, she was in like foster care. Yeah. She was, she was orphaned and, and then had to deal with all that and then got married really young and a few eh, times. Yeah. Yeah. But, Elton John did write a song about her. So, Therefore, you know, yeah, it's all so worth I'm it. just saying, it's a, you know, and then he changed the words to be about Princess Diana. So I'm just saying. Then there's controversy about her death, too. This is all becoming about Marilyn, but she was just such, such a core of this movie. If we're going to talk about this movie, yeah, we, you yeah, look, I, look, I want to talk about Tony Curtis for an hour, but <laughs> well, actually, I probably would rather talk about Jack Lemon for 40 minutes. But anyway. I think, I honestly do think that she, it was suicide, but people yeah. think that. Well, I think suicide is one of those things that's really hard for people to grasp when you see, like, yeah, but you were Marilyn Monroe. Why would you possibly kill yourself? Mm-hmm. And of course, the answer is because I was Marilyn Monroe, yeah, yeah. and it was just too much pressure. to be Marilyn Monroe. Uh, I would know because I was at once. Do you in ever my life. see? There's a movie that came out fairly recently, maybe a few few years ago, just about Marilyn, like my date with Marilyn or something. My like, week my, with my Marilyn. week with Michelle Marilyn. Williams. Yes, Michelle and, Williams was great. Yeah. And uh, who was it? Uh, Redmayne. Uh, what's that, that actor's name? He was the lead. Yeah, right? I think yes. Eddie Redmayne. Right? Yeah, yeah yes. Eddie Redmayne. And Kenneth Branagh. Yes. Um, and it was interesting because we saw how she literally would put it on. Yeah. So she would like, oh, let me let me get her. Let me let me put her on, and then it would just like completely transform right. into Marilyn Monroe. And it's interesting. It was really cool to me. Yeah. No. No. I, I think and and it is it's somebody that has been written about, and there've been movies made about her. But it, for me personally, I don't know that much about her. So when I I read these things about her, it is uh, usually fairly uh, interesting. This movie was done at the the height of her decline. It's terrible to say, but the height of like her basically just being really really drugged out yeah no 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 i mean i I think that uh, unfortunately i think that uh, it's not too far off you know but i mean as we were saying she's this huge movie star you know and uh billy wilder already worked with her on the seven-year itch which was four years earlier and the impression would probably be she was a little easier to work with four years earlier Hmm. because of the fact that you know look just all the reasons that we're talking right. about, you know, I think that you can see there's people out there who don't learn their lines, who are just unprofessional on set. And then there's people who are just too drunk to, to really <laughs> to get it. it. Yeah. And I think that she's in that latter category, 
But at the end of the day, you get to put out a movie that it 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 has Marilyn Monroe at the top of the poster. So it's like, well, you know, people are the studi- see it. The studio is going to give you three days to film one scene because yeah. you're going to have Marilyn Monroe in your movie. So uh, yeah, so I think that it's I don't know. I think it's great that uh, we're able to to have someone on that level. And did you like it? Did you like the film? Did you enjoy uh, it? There's a lot of things I liked about it. You know, we were talking beforehand. And we we try not to give too much away. You know, we want to like keep some of our conversation on camera natural because as we established, you don't really talk off camera. But we accidentally had a conversation. <laughs> and I said there's a lot of things that I did like about it. It was more that I was surprised by things. Mm. Uh, the first thing that I was surprised about was the fact that it was set during Prohibition. So mm-hmm. when they say uh, Chicago 1929, I'm like, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the sequence before that, when they had sort of the you know the gunshots in the street and, and, and all of that, I was like, all right, this seems like kind of like something you would get in the 1920s. Oh, because this movie's set in the 1920s. Um, the other thing I was really surprised about is ties right into that. There was a lot of murder in this movie. There sure was. Like a ton. There was. I was not expecting this much murder. Quite a bit. Like just the cold-blooded, like gunned down, you know, executioner style murder. I was uh, uh, talking about um, uh, back in the day, Prohibition, uh, 1920s. I was really expecting this movie to be in color. And then oh. when they saw that it was black and white, uh, my initial thought was, is this, uh, is this a choice because of the time period? Mm-hmm. Or, But then I read later that they made it black and white because uh, Joe and Jerry, um, when they were in drag, it was <laughs> so garish to look yeah. at. Marilyn was like, she was actually pretty pissed. She was like, I want this. I, I thought this movie was going to be in color. And then they showed her just like a screen grab of, of Joe yeah. and Jerry and drag. And she was like, Ooh, uh, we, yeah. Okay. Let's put it, let's make it black and white. Well, I so could imagine <laughs> it wasn't particularly convincing. Probably not. I think, I honestly think the black and white contributed to at least, I mean, every, the element when you're watching a farce anyway, you have to suspend your disbelief. Yeah. I, and look, they, um, they do a good job playing with it at times, you know, when they're like, oh, I didn't realize you had such broad shoulders. I know. And like, yeah, and an Adam's apple. In particular, yeah. I thought, um, what was it, uh, Jack, Jack Lemon. Jack Lemon. Um, I thought he made a very ugly woman. And so I thought it was hilarious that the... Uh, the um, oh, uh, mogul, Oscar, the powerful, yeah. um, you know, rich Oswald, man, yeah. Oswald, fell in love with her as opposed to the other one because he was just so ugly as a woman. I just like the legs. I even I think mean, that they had a, a line in there that was talking about his legs. And <laughs> yeah, Tony Curtis wasn't much of a looker either. Yeah. Let's not let's not I pretend. Mean, you're, you're yeah. Right. So he was much better as a as a fake millionaire. You know, I, I, with the, the Cary yeah. Grant accent. Yeah, right. Exactly. So I, I think I think that worked better for him. But uh, yeah, I think. The choice of black and white has a lot to do with that. You know, I think that that's why you're absolutely right. I think that if we were to see them in color, it would take us out of it. It would. It's a little too much. Uh, The interesting thing is that this film was made. Now, they didn't have the MPAA. They didn't have the Motion Picture Association of America. It was the, what was it? The Motion Picture Production Code. Uh, The Hayes Code. Yeah, the Hayes Code. Yeah. And that this film was not approved by it because it uh, dealt with homosexuality, which, uh, by the way, they steer so far away from that. Just the fact that these guys are in drag, you know, until you get to the the notion of a man marrying a man at the very end. Mm -hmm. But they really uh, steer clear of it. You know, Uh, my wife had seen this movie before, but when she came into the room, it was the the point when 
uh, Shell Jr. is is telling Sugar that, you know, he just doesn't feel anything from a woman. And this sort of one of the things where it's like, well, if you look at it from a modern audience, you'd be like, oh, okay, so this guy's gay. Like, mm-hmm. that's what she should think. Right. But not in... Well, nineteen, I was nineteen fifteen, but not nineteen twenty nine. She just didn't, saw it as a challenge. She's just like, oh yeah. Well, I mean, he he knew how to hook her. Basically. Yeah, like he knew what he was doing. Yes, but and she's just like, oh, I, I, this is a, this is a challenge that uh, this is a challenge I've been training my whole life yeah. for. <laughs> For a guy who can't feel anything right. from any woman. Although, I don't know. I had some weird feelings about that scene, actually. I was like, I don't know. I, we were talking about issues and, and if yeah. it would hold up today. And I just feel like that was a very um, Me Too type of well, thing. It, so, like, very much manipulating and tricking her into... Yeah. I, I mean, his the entire thing is a long con trying to trick her. Because... Basically, she says, I like boats and money. And then he's <laughs> yeah. like, great. I, that's, I know what to pretend to be now. You yeah. know? So it's, uh, it's like, it's like the, there's this, this old joke from uh, the stand-up comedian Stephen Wright, which is, uh, you know, uh, he was uh, talking to a woman. And the first thing he asked her was, uh, well, what do you, what do you uh, look for in a man? Uh, well, I'm Jewish, but I really like cowboys. Oh, nice to meet you. I'm Bucky Goldstein. <laughs> so that's really what this movie is, basically. It's one long Bucky Goldstein. He's it's one just, long con. Yeah, it's, it it's a long con, which, by the way, works perfectly I know. for him. You know, and, I know, it worked out for him. Yeah, He got Marilyn Monroe. He got her. Yeah. She, she's like, I'm not very bright, so yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm just like, going to keep on making the same mistakes. Like, Fuzzy end of the lollipop. Yeah. I'm not going to end up with a millionaire, so I might as well end up with... Uh, you know, with a, a guy who's a degenerate gambler on on dogs, by the way. There were dogs racing. It wasn't the horse racing. No. No, it was dog races. I know. That they were selling their coats for. I know. At the beginning she of the She was film. totally okay with him tricking her. Yeah. Just completely forgave it, jumped in the boat, and was like, I'm just not very bright. Yeah, so. that, that that's the feeling you get a lot <laughs> of times. A lot of times from old movies, you almost start to think like... Did they almost, were they running out of film? And they were just like, you know what? We should have a scene where it she's needed like... To be, it needed to be a happy ending. It did. The yeah. whole, I mean, the whole movie is leading up to a, a happy ending. But yeah. I, I kind of wanted at least one moment where she was just like, how dare you smack? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, And then the realization of like, yeah, but am I really going to do any better? All right, I'll take it back. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, there's nothing. And or I, her conning them at the very end of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's true. She jumps in the boat and... They they get to the yacht and she drives off on the yacht with the with, bracelet like bye see you later yeah sucker. right she gets the offer herself <laughs> yeah, she yeah. Just, or or the guy who who or, liked daphne or, you know? or he's, she just, he's the actual millionaire or she just marries the the millionaire herself yeah, that's you know and but and leaves the two guys stranded on a boat somewhere you know, still, know? you know they would be right where they started except actually they'd be in florida so you know <laughs> they'd be better off than in chicago in a blizzard i know anyway so yeah that's uh I don't know. There's a there's a lot of ways in which the movie. It's hard to say like, oh, it doesn't hold up because look, just men dressed like women is, you know, just in entertainment. It's like, well, it's not novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in uh, you know regular life, something that happens a, a lot more than I think people would have expected in 1959 when the film was made. You know, it, it is it's it's fairly normal. Like if you were to be at a, a 
a grocery store and the person that was ahead of you was very clearly a man dressed like a woman, you might be like, uh-huh. And you probably go, like, looking back at your phone. And you know what I mean? Like, you it's, wouldn't... Yes. But, I mean, there are certain parts of America that aren't used to it yet. Sure. But for the most part, I think people are becoming more accepting. Thank goodness. You know what I mean? Uh, but, yeah, the the comedy of it all. Although I did... I did laugh quite a bit when I first saw them in drag. I oh, mean, yeah. The initial shock of it all. But I think it was probably way funnier back in the 1950s when you just did not see this very often. So just everything that they did, I'm sure, was hilarious. The first reveal of them walking in drag mm-hmm. is kind of funny. But I'm like, I, I'm sure when the film first opened in the theater... You see that for the first time projected. You're just like, oh my god, look at these guys. That's so funny. Yes, it's it just was. Kind of, it's kind of amusing, but it's not like I didn't laugh out loud. Oh, I did. I thought well, it was well, good funny. for you. But yeah. I'm just, I think wow. it's like good for good you. for you that you're able to still feel inside. <laughs> All right, I'm dead. I'm empty. We know this. Jeez, this is nothing Louise. new. I wish that I could have laughed out loud. No, somebody I, got the fuzzy end of the lollipop. I, I just have this the, guy. I just have the stick part. There's no lollipop left, but I have the stick. But it's the they call chewed and wet at the top of it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's where I'm at. Where are you with the lollipop? Let us know in the live chat. Uh, so I, I think that a lot of you know a lot of these these concepts are they're not as uh, outlandish no. as they were then. You know, no. uh, although it was really it was very funny when uh, she finally got in bed with one of them. And yeah, that was funny. That, no, they did play it up a, did. a lot, and I, I thought it was very funny too that uh, what Tony Curtis kept. You know, he kept like popping his uh, uh, Jack Lemon's bosoms or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you did it again. You know, <laughs> so I thought that that was very funny. You know, and then yeah, actually in bed, and I, I think Jack Lemon has the great line of uh, "I hope you like surprises," and she's like, "Oh, tell me." It's like, "No, let's just wait." Honestly, I don't know if they would have been able to do the scene where uh, he was kind of being a little lecherous and like looking around. And I mean, yeah. all he was doing was looking, no touching yeah. or anything. But I feel like, I don't know, people are very sensitive these days. We might be like, oh, he's uh, like, that's not okay. You can't sexualize people, blah, blah, blah. But we all do. We're human. Yeah. We, you look at something, you find it attractive. Sometimes you comment on it to a friend, but like, it's not. I don't know. It, it depends on what you say and how you say it, but I feel like that would have also been kind of a little. Yeah, I mean days. those those sequences. You know, you're definitely you definitely feel the passage of time, like when all the girls are drinking together yeah. on the train car. Uh, first of all, they're on a train car, so that right there makes it feel like it was a long time ago. <laughs> but you know, you just you see all of that, and you're like, okay. I mean, but it's still fun, and you're like, uh, you know. Look, there's times when people say, oh, it was a different time. And you're like, yeah, but that doesn't make it okay. Yeah. To me, there's nothing harmful about the movie being from a different time. Uh, but there I, is something to say, though. There's some. I had an issue with the fact that any time any of the men were around Marilyn, they were they always were trying to take advantage of the fact that she was very clearly an alcoholic. You know what I mean? Yes. So they every single time they were around her, just to get her defenses lowered, they would present her with alcohol. Like this happened every single time one of them was trying to sleep with her, which is was was like very problematic for me. I was like, oh, but I mean, you know, it makes sense in the context of the film like, and the context of Marilyn's life and the context. Oh, <laughs> what? Shoot. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not going to lie. This part was written for her. She she didn't yeah, this, have to yeah, this really part, veer very far from this part who she about, is. This part wasn't written for Mitzi Gaynor. You know, <laughs> I, 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 but also, can we talk about some of her costumes in this yeah, movie? Yeah, some let's... like it hot. Yes. She was 
pretty much like I was very shocked to to see on screen like some of her little um some of her outfits when she was on stage like it was literally just boobs. <laughs> Wow, they're like out, and it's something that I would have thought back in the 1950s. I know it's late 50s, early 60s. I would have been like, "What?" They yeah, but it's still you, you, it's still not necessarily what you expect. But again, it's also Marilyn Monroe. Yes, so and you, sex appeal. That's you know, what she's selling. The this is right before the MPAA. You know, the code is changing a little bit once you get into the even the early 60s. By the end of the 60s, forget it. But you know, and I think that I, I don't know. I feel like they felt like there was a little bit more uh, clearly because they put out the movie like this and i think people want to see marilyn monroe look really sexy in this Mm -hmm. movie and when you think about it being 1959 the only way that you were going to see her looking like that was to go see the movie again Mm -hmm. and again and again so let's have these big production numbers you know and uh i think that uh, i think that they made the most uh you know they they were they were able to utilize her talent as an actress, but then it's also like yeah, but also look at her. So let's let's not let's not try and hide her, right. you know. And I I think there were a few times where like well, that's that's what she's wearing. You know what, right. what's interesting is that uh, I mean I I grew up in theater and I got um, most of my training in theater, and so it was very difficult for me not to watch this and compare it to a lot of the farces that I already knew, uh, in particular. Um, you know Shakespeare's comedies, Twelfth Night. Like you've seen Twelfth Night, right? Or heard of Twelfth uh, Night? Yeah, no, I've heard of I it. Mean, Shakespeare's a lot of comedy where men dress up as women, women dress up as men. Is that the one that has the the play within the play of Pyramus and Thisbe in the wall? No, or no, that's a Midsummer Night's Dream. Yes. I think. So Never, you don't know. <laughs> no, I <laughs> asked fine. the question. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I've seen Hamlet. It's just interesting because um, I. Uh, it was it was it was I just kept on thinking about it of you know the, the disguise of of changing into another sex and and the the hilarity the humor that comes out of it and um the situations that you could put yourself in so it was interesting and 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 uh I also think that it was ahead of its time um talking about feeling comfortable in your skin and sometimes you need to step outside of that comfort zone or sometimes you're trying to just figure yourself out like all of these themes that we're we're still talking about today with you know transgenderism and all that stuff it, it's it's relevant in this movie and it's it's stuff that they're even talking about without actually talking about it just presenting it as a, as a thing and i think it was way ahead of its time in that in that way yeah i think that it, it, it is and it could only be ahead of its time by you know veering away from the code of, of that era you know by being a movie and that, look i think when you're when you're a film that people are going, you know, adults are going to spend money to see, you have a little bit more leeway than, you know, obviously they wouldn't spend this kind of money on television in 1959. But I, I do think that they were able to to deal with it, but in a way that a lot of people could sit in the audience and talking about in 1959 and I, they wouldn't necessarily pick up on anything like, you know, a, a kid who doesn't know what the word gay is, like, just like, oh, they're so silly. Look at how they're dressed. Yeah. It's like, it, it, it does work on that level. And then, you know, when they're, uh, you know, there's a, some of the other stuff, you'll be like, I guess that's grown up stuff. <laughs> you know, them laying down on the couch together. That's grown up stuff, but I whatever. Ha- I highlighted this quote in particular experimenting with a new identity can help you become a better, happier person. It can help you survive. And if you're lucky, you'll find somebody who accepts you um, for whomever you want to be perfect or otherwise and i thought that was pretty relevant when i was when i was watching the film i was like you know they all 
were trying to be something that they weren't. Um, yeah. But still, at the end of the day, they still found each other and, and were happy. And that's nice to know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, cool. I, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that... Uh, I, I think that there there is a good message, and I, I don't know. Look, I think that there are movies from this era that you could see. That look, if you go if you go and see Breakfast at Tiffany's, you have Mickey Rooney doing uh, an unbelievably racist Chinese character. <laughs> it takes you out of the movie. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't be like, oh, but what about all the other parts? You're like, yeah, but remember when remember when Mickey Rooney had the buck teeth and he was doing the voice. <laughs> And I'm just like I I, I get it. That, that's one of those ones where you're like it's a different time, but I I, I have trouble with that. You know, I'm just like it, it's I don't know. I, I it's, so this doesn't have anything that just feels like oh you know. I mean, but because it's it's a it's a like I don't know. Not that uh, not that Breakfast at Tiffany's with Citizen Kane, but I mean you know, this is a light comedy. The I think the tone was right mm-hmm. for the story that they were telling. And I I think that's why it largely holds up. I don't know of anything where I'm just like, oh well, this would be a conversation with a kid after they watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I I it, it's a little bit racy, but in the way of like, in 1959, like racy on in movies. I'm it wasn't I'm, that racy. I'm fairly sure that like sitcoms from when we were kids uh, were racier Probably. than this. You know, so. I'm pretending we're the same age group, but thank you for not challenging me on that. Uh, but <laughs> oh, now you're gonna laugh though. Uh, but I, I, I thought that uh, I, I look. I thought that uh, it was great, and um, I like that. Uh, there's just a very recognizable location that they filmed at. This hotel that's supposed to be in Florida yeah, is Hotel Coronado. In yeah, in uh, in San Diego, and it, it has such a like distinct look to it. I'm like, it has to be the Hotel Coronado. And uh, it was, but I think that they made the most of it and, you know, the the yachts and all that and just, you know, silly stuff like I'm going to have to drive the boat backwards. There's no real reason for it, you know, <laughs> and it's just it's fun. And look, movies that come out now can still be fun, but it's it's a lot harder to do, I think. You know? I mean, it's yeah, like, I mean, if we're talking about uh, the script, I thought it was uh, you said you fell asleep halfway through. Oh, no, no. So, okay. So that's because I started at 10 o'clock at night. Okay. And it's also the fact that it, it's, look, if it's in black and white, it does make my eyes a little bit more tired. I know. I understand. Uh, um, but here's the thing. I was like, I'm starting to get tired, so I paused it. Slept for half an hour and then I watched the rest. So I don't want you to be telling people that it was like, oh, uh, when's Marilyn no. coming back on? Hmm? I need some more sugar cane in my diet. You know what I'm saying? But anyway. No, I thought it was well written and they yeah. had a lot of uh, callbacks in there. You know, like, uh, of course, the the furry end of the, the lollipop, uh, the type O blood. Well, I love how they bludgeoned us with the running gag in the first few minutes when they were at the uh, the the uh, funeral parlor mm-hmm. where they, they was like, we don't serve alcohol, we serve coffee. So you have the guy who like eight times in the You're first five minutes, I didn't want coffee! And I'm like, <laughs> all right! We get it, but it was it was funny because <laughs> like the third time, like comedies in threes. So the third time it was funny, but, but then, then they, the eighth time, <laughs> yeah, they went for three three groupings of three. And, they did, uh, you know. It's so, but that's, that's very indicative. You know, like my favorite sort of trope like that from comedies of an era is you would have 
the the homeless person we you know we used to call them bums but the homeless person in the alley you know t- sees something that happens and he looks at what he's drinking and he's like well I better drink more and then he like you know chugs it so it's like it's always like drinking is always funny yeah. you know in in movies like this you yeah. know leaving Las Vegas less but <laughs> you know generally in movies of this era it's usually funny. Uh, anyway, sorry. You looked like you were about to say something. I wish people could see that uh, Alexa. I have she comes. I she comes notes. prepared. She has. She brought the yellow highlighter. I did. So what? What, were you, what What's next? Um. So when I was watching it initially, I I didn't um know which guy Marilyn was going to end up with. So. Oh, and, so you didn't think she would end up with the handsome one? I mean, you thought there was a thing. chance that. That's the thing is that I didn't. I don't find Tony Curtis to be. That handsome. I mean, I thought it was a, he was good looking, but he wasn't like. I mean, but okay, but compared to Jack Lemmon, <laughs> I know Jack Lemmon has a very funny face. Yeah, but, but you know, initially he was the one showing the interest in, yeah. in her and, and all that. So and being really nice to her and becoming well, really good. Remember, friends with her. this film uh, did not operate within the Hayes Code. But clearly, the two of them did not honor the Bro Code. Because <laughs> that's another thing is something. Sorry, uh, before. When okay, so so he's he's off being Cary Grant with her on the boat, right? Schmoozing her, trying yeah. to trying to get laid. Uh, he somehow convinces uh, Jack Lemon's character Jerry to yeah. um, distract the. You go dancing all night. How did he do? Did, did I miss a scene here and there? Because no, I, they kept cutting to them dancing. I know. And then when <laughs> I know that when no, but when he's back at home, he's like got, he's like somehow got to bring the maracas home, and it's like <laughs> well, clearly he had a great night. I know. You know, I mean that that's as close that and the fact that he you know that it seems like he's going to marry a man at the end of the I movie, know. like that's as close as they get to like you know what maybe that's just who he is. Nobody's you know? perfect. Yeah, that's we, apparently one of the most famous lines in all cinematic history. Yeah, we'll go into some of the rankings of this but the fact that you mentioned that the last line you know yes. he goes through all the the things that are wrong with him and you know uh, and then he's the last one yeah, is I'm a man. and he says nobody's perfect that line is apparently a placeholder yeah it wasn't they thought they to were going to have a, have a better one mm-hmm. now my favorite story of lines that are a placeholder is a line that is much worse the film air force 1 when Harrison Ford says, get off my plane that was always a placeholder mm-hmm. and they couldn't come up with anything better and like really nothing better <laughs> But in this case, in this case, this was perfect. This is perfect. I don't like, think it needed. To be I think that that's line. probably what it was. They were just like they probably had a sheet with like twenty other lines. They're like, why? Why are we gonna you know do reshoots or, or additional dialogue recording to get that in? Yeah, that's funny. I know that's a great laugh. Yes, so, but also again, homosexuality. You know, back in the day, that's suggesting well, that he just he literally told him, "I'm a man," and and he's like, "Most perfect." Yeah, it's like, but so clearly the guy is either bi or or, or a homosexual himself. So that's there's no button around but it. They're, clearly, they're both curious, and in fact, I, I thought it was funny. Yeah, that's and and we have right now uh, thanks. To Jeff in the booth, uh, he has a perfect. a little yeah perfect in cast. See, but you know, and there there you see Tony Curtis. He's got the wig off, but he's still made up. I'm sorry, not Tony Curtis, but uh, um, uh, Jack Lemmon. Yeah, uh, and you're like, wow, you know, I mean, if I had to marry one of them, it's definitely Jack Lemmon. So, <laughs> really? although I do love the hat. Oh, the hat. Uh, yes, yeah, it's tough, Tony. right? Yep. Yeah. Anyway, the neither here nor there. Uh, so yeah, and I think that. Uh, you know, you just didn't have to be serious about these issues, but in a way that you watch it now and you're like, okay, well, I kind of feel like you're leaving this at a place where it's not that they're not going to get married. It's just that, you know, 
within the confines of the law, they couldn't. Right. But maybe they're going to be very happy together. <laughs> you know? Uh, let us know in the chat what you think. I know there's a couple people in there. Do you think that they were going to end up uh, together and uh, happier together? Uh, please let us know whether I, you're watching live or So, or long story short, I thought that it was written very well. I thought yeah. each scene definitely... Uh, fed into the next uh, they had some amazing callbacks every character was fleshed out um the dialogue was fun and uh, it was it was it was a really good film um yeah. one of the best it's hailed as one of the best comedies of all time if not the best comedy right depending on the list there are lists that will say that it is the best comedy of uh, of all time uh, let's see. I, I had a oh, I had a collection of those, but uh, that's not where it was. But I will I will find them. Uh, the uh, interesting thing is that uh, in its original release, it made eighty three million dollars, which in nineteen fifty nine that's like you know Avengers money. So uh, for a movie that clearly didn't like, it's not like it was free to make, but it, it wasn't that expensive. There's nothing about this movie that looks like it. it no, costs they, a lot. I don't think they went out of California. Yeah. They said they were in Miami, but you can easily make that, Miami in California. And the the winds of Chicago was basically people, uh, you know, going up to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> They were in actual Chicago. Though. No, I don't. I don't think so. No, I, I, no. I think it's a back lot. You yeah. think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was but I could be see, wrong. I was trying to see if it was Universal's back lot, but uh, this wasn't yeah. a Universal what? picture. Uh, no, no, it, it wasn't. was not. What do you know about the Universal back lot? You know, quite a bit. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's interesting because I thought they did a good job of representing Chicago. United Artists uh, put okay. the film out. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you'll see that it it does turn up on lists of greatest movies ever made, but you will also see it as the greatest uh, comedy. Like it, it's it's clearly ranked. In, in that respect, you know, it's listed as one of the. It, it, there's a list that I can't find the name of. There's a list that says that it is the greatest uh, comedy uh, of, of all, time. all time. I think that would be the AFI's 100 Years 100 Laughs uh, list. Mm. It's Thank one of them. you. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. They kind of, the AFI has done, like, of course, they have their general 100 movies list, but they've also gone through and done by genre. And yeah, right now, two gender swap movies, some like it hot and Tootsie are the top two. Gender swap films. Interesting. I do, I do like Tootsie. My, yes. my grand. By the way, yes, this is a tangent. My grandmother was horrified that my mom took my brother and I to see Tootsie. She she was legitimately worried about what what that might do to us. It was like it was a funny movie, but uh, yeah. I, I'm going to assume that my grandmother saw it with some like it hot, and she probably thought that was funny. Mrs. Doubtfire is one of my favorite movies. Oh. Again, with yeah, the gender swap. Yeah, it's always funny for the most part. Always funny to watch a guy dress up like a woman. Birdcage? A woman dress up you know, like a man. Which is a variation on the Kaja Fall. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's... Uh, so, yeah, and it received six Academy Award nominations. Uh, did not win any of them except for costume. And at that time, there was a specific costume, uh, best costume design for black and white, which I think, by the way, is fair, mm-hmm, you know, because mm-hmm. it's just like if you were going to go up against... I don't, and I don't know what came out in 1959, but you're going to go like compared to like Ben Hur mm-hmm. you were like okay well clearly that 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 costume would win but so it didn't win for director or actor for uh Jack Lemon uh but it uh it, it won a writers guild award which i think is fair uh yeah. and they uh Jack Lemon and Marilyn Monroe both won golden globe awards uh interesting tony interesting. curtis not Did even not. nominated but i feel like he's in the movie more than jack lemon is he is he is but he's the straight man yeah and 
quite literally. Yes, quite the two literally. of them. He's the straight man. Um, I do. I wonder if it was his idea to do the Cary Grant impression as the Shell, Shell Oil guy, or if, or if it was a director's um, suggestion. Yeah, I, I wonder if it was. You know, hey, more like Cary Grant, please. <laughs> you know, because uh, that was that was a perfect yeah, Cary Grant. That was fun. Yeah. So. The uh, so you know in that time period it was very well received. Uh, you know, made a, a boatload of money, made a yacht load of money. Thank you very much, <laughs> me. Uh, and then also, you know, it uh, it at least was nominated for a lot of Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, surprising, I, you know, but here's the thing: when you look at the Academy Awards, a lot of times you look at like the year something was nominated. And then you're like, yeah, I don't know how they picked anything. Right. You know, I mean, when you have like Wizard of Oz and Gone with the Wind come out in the same year, you're like, well, you, you can, you know, you're only only one of those things can win in, in a specific category. So, uh, I think that's uh, that's fair. But it's like there, uh, of course, you you know, you have uh, you have people that at that time. Uh, it was condemned by the Roman Catholic Church, the Legion of Decency mm-hmm. aspect mm-hmm. of the Roman Catholic Church. Yeah, uh, that could've gave it that. gave it a, said it was morally objectionable. Uh, yeah, could have called that too. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe, maybe the Catholic Church could have looked deals at what with, was going on, uh, you know, sex going on behind the their mo- doors. <laughs> but uh, this is the quote that I wanted to find. Uh, Roger Ebert wrote that uh, that uh, Billy Wilder's 1959 comedy is one of the enduring treasures of the movies, a film of inspiration and meticulous craft. Uh, and the, the see the the Guardian uh, newspaper in 1967 said that it comes close to perfection. And yeah, for the genre that it is, comedies of that era, it's hard to be like. Here's a lot of the things that were wrong with it. There's things where you're like, okay, you can feel like, oh, you know, do, you, do, they, do they have to lie to all the women in their lives? They literally, you know? it's that's something. I, I mean, I have an issue with of what the whole movie's about is just lying your way into getting your what you want. Wow. First, yeah, lying first you're your lying. You, the idea of lying to get a free trip to Florida yeah. is like, nah, I don't know. Lying because oh we're gonna get murdered if yes, we stay here both, both. yeah and then it's like okay well, and and we're gonna go to Florida and then it's like lying your way into a relationship which I mean let's be honest who hasn't done that <laughs> who hasn't put on a yachting hat tripped a woman on the beach yes. to be like blah, 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 you know and then you know and then ignored her right, right so that she would then become more interested you know I think we've all done that mm-hmm. am I right fellas okay no we haven't but no yeah but at the same time it's like. That's like a, a modern day lens of kind of like sort of nitpicking aspects about what were the the social mores of that time. You know, I think in a lot of things, it's like, yeah, guys are kind of bums. You know, I mean, they're very, you know, kind a, of. well, in comedies, <laughs> right. you know, yeah, yeah. And at the same time, it's like Jack Lemon. It's when he's like trying to when he's laying down having drinks with uh, with sugar cane, but uh, yeah, Tony Curtis is like the more traditional male character, like yes. with the um, like the receptionist or the secretary yeah, at the beginning, just, who just he just her everything she wants to hear just to get yeah, whatever he and, needs out and of her. I actually paused this and went back and I took down <laughs> what she said to him because it made me laugh, and she says. What a heel. I spend $4 to get my hair marceled, which I don't quite know what that means, but I guess get her hair done. I buy a brand new negligee. Come on, Tony Curtis. What right. are you doing? I bake a great big pizza pie and where were you? I'm like, she made pizza. She bought a negligee. And 
I don't know four dollars to get anything done to your hair in nineteen nineteen twenty nine. Men worse back in back in nineteen twenty nine. Of than course they were. They were. Yeah. yeah. Really. Well, now I, at least we would text to be like. No, ghosting exists. You know what I mean? Oh, all yeah, all these right. terrible faux pas that yeah, are coming with social media. But she would have sent a picture of the pizza pie, <laughs> maybe the the negligee <laughs> draped over the chair, and then wherever Tony Curtis thought he needed to be at that point, he'd be like, "Well, I guess I." Guess I should. Guess I can find my way over there. The entitlement. The entitlement of the man. And then he has the audacity to borrow her car. I know. And by the way, she says yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. So I I, look. Those are those are things that you can look at. And in those moments, I'm like, okay. Well, this this doesn't. uh, They're not great people. Somehow we still. That's. I mean, a credit to the to the to the writing and the directing and. Uh, all that, but somehow we're still rooting for these two guys. Even well, though I don't want them to get murdered. I know, but they're, but they're, they're questionable yeah, morals But there are here. several times where they could very well have been shot, where you're like, oh, good, they got away. Yeah. You know? Uh, but yeah, and... Personally, I wanted Marilyn, uh, uh, what's her name again? Shoot. Sugar Cane? Sugar Cane to yeah. come out on top. Kowalski or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> just go with I the wanted nickname. Sugar Cane to, no, to the, have duped them in the end. The but what I, does that say? The idea that she could have left them standing on the shore yes, while she drove the drove yacht, the yacht away. away. But here's the problem. If they were left on the dock, they would have been murdered. <laughs> I know, but that's the thing is like I feel I feel if we're actually going to comment on on duping people, on yeah. conning people, like, at the very end of the day are we saying that it's okay to do this or are we saying no, like No, we're not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that. But in a movie it's funny. It's you know? funny, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I do think as, you know, from a modern perspective just one scene where she's mad that that he lied to her mm-hmm. would have helped. That would have helped. But they were already, they were look. The movie's two hours and one minute. Clearly, they didn't want it to be any longer than this. At least so she like, did say, "I'm dumb," so yeah. I get, will continue to make the same mistakes over and over and over again. Yeah, at least which, she did admit that. You know. That, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, yes, at, at least at least she did uh, admit that. Uh, were there anything that any of the little things that we've talked about uh, that well that we haven't gotten to anything that stand out sort of favorite moments favorite interactions uh, favorite sequences uh, personally I found the the musical sequences that uh, Marilyn did there's one that after Shell Jr. calls to say like I'm sorry I'm leaving and I'm never coming back mm-hmm. and then so the the like super sad one and then like oh this is great too it's just you know it's just not as fun. But I thought that they did a great job sort of capturing what I imagine a showroom in 1929. Yeah. The, the you know, the Seminole Hotel in Florida would have looked like. Yeah, you know? they did a great job. So I so I appreciated that stuff. I wasn't expecting so much, so much, so much Italian mob in there. Like, that was oh, pretty funny to yeah, see Yeah, before the I let you answer the question that I haven't let you answer yet, that does remind me. There, there that was a moment that uh, where I think uh, – Tony Curtis refers to the uh, bunch of gorillas coming after them, which is the the group of Italian gentlemen. And I was like, okay, we're just going to have to let that stand. Because what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do in 2019 about him in 1959 calling him a bunch of gorillas? Uh, I'm like, all right. But uh, anyway, sorry. No, that, I mean, it was, it was interesting. I, I wasn't expecting... The Chicago Italian Italian mob to be so prevalent in the film. Yeah. And it was it was fun to watch. And it's just their dumb luck that the uh, the Italian Opera Appreciation Convention happened to be in town at that same hotel. Yeah, it's true, and that is apparently a thing where they they used to meet at. The, at that hotel. Yes. Oh, 
Do you think they still this do histori- it? This, this movie is actually pretty historically accurate. <laughs> well, yeah. The background of it all. I mean, the the situations that these two were put in. Yeah, put and in uh, Jeff in the booth has uh, found some so uh, cool. interesting uh, behind the scenes of them putting Very on Charlie makeup. Very Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. By the way, Charlie Chaplin, always the, uh, the good one to point to with that particular mustache. Mm-hmm. Not anyone else who ever had a mustache Correct. like that. Always say Charlie just- Chaplin. <laughs> Nobody else ever wore a mustache like that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I think that there, there were a lot of surprises along the way, but it was fun. It was you know? fun. It was a and, fun little romp. And if people remember the last time we did one of these, we did Taxi Driver and I just, I, we both wanted fun we after wanted that. We wanted to do a comedy and I, I can legitimately say that I laughed, um, quite a bit throughout yeah. and there's not, I don't want to say a sour puss when I watch things, but I mean, not, not a lot makes me laugh in terms of what's out there currently. Who uh, hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, this one, I, I I was watching it with an open mind, and I was like, well, it's an old movie, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but it did. It made me genuinely laugh quite a few times, and Jack Lemmon um, in particular, he he was just great, and I was researching his training, and he went to Harvard. He went yeah, to Harvard. of course. Um, and, and studied some theater there as well, He and he was on uh, Broadway. Uh, by the way, in terms of... Um, Recent developments with this movie. Apparently, they are going to be releasing it on Broadway in 2020. Oh, I thought there was a there was a, a hard reboot coming, and uh, I was uh, interested to hear what the casting oh, would be. Lord, but no, a Broadway a Broadway version. It's not that's not terrible. I, I think um, I think this this would translate very well on stage. Uh, maybe adding even a few more musical numbers in there. I mean, this I, is a farce. I would farce. hope there's like two. Yeah. So a, I, I, would want a, I would want at least 18 more. Right, yeah. So I think that would be actually a pretty good idea. I think they're going to call it Sugar or something like that. Oh, it's going to be her story. It's just going to say Sugar. Maybe. 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 Just maybe, maybe she'll take the boat away. Maybe, maybe she'll she'll drive off on the boat with the with the bracelet and be like, "Peace out, yeah." See you later, I duped you guys. You <laughs> thought you were duping me. I'm smarter than you all. Is that actual dialogue? Power. Is what? it? Is this the self tape audition that you're doing <laughs> yes, for that role? Me for this role. <laughs> you can find her uh, at Alexa Cappy yes, on yes, uh, yes. Instagram. Well, uh, we're pretty much out of time, yeah. uh, but we had so much fun talking about this that uh, I didn't get to a lot of my notes. But we had so much fun. Who cares? I know. Now we'll be back next Tuesday at two Pacific, talking about another movie that neither of us have seen. But in the interest of the spirit of the season. The film will be White Christmas. Yes. Somehow neither of us have ever seen it. Cheery. Yeah. So uh, if you have seen it, or even if you haven't, please join us then. But until then, Alexa, where do people find you? I know I kind of already said, but say it again. You can find me on Instagram at Alexa Cappy. C-A-P-P-Y. And if you would like, you can hashtag... Flappy Cappy, if you're commenting on this <laughs> particular... Yeah, Cappy, she'll do the, the little... Uh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. And on this very network, Popcorn Talk, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, doing Marvel movie news. And over on After Buzz TV, Fridays at noon Pacific, the after show for The Mandalorian, the Star Wars Disney Plus Ooh. show. Yeah. Baby so, Yoda. Right? <laughs> 
I, I love that baby Yoda. Anyway, we are out of time. And I, of course, I love our own baby Yoda in the booth, Jeff Graham. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. No, as no, always. Oh, no wait. That's not that's, the noise Yoda makes. Yeah, it's Chewbacca. It's <laughs> that's close Chewbacca. Enough. That's all right. Not a huge Star Wars guy. St- yeah, that, that, by the way, that's the best part of that show is that Jeff in the booth is not a Star Wars guy. So he interacts with us, like, not really knowing much about Star Wars. Uh, just see the Christmas special from 1978. That's the only thing you need to see. That's anyway, what I've heard. That's yeah, canon, that's, right? Yeah, that's canon. <laughs> Great. And that's the best thing that they ever did that with the Star Wars umbrella. But we are out of time so uh tune in next tuesday but until then we'll see you at the movies see you later from producers maria menounos kevin undergaro and the entire popcorn talk network we would like to thank you for tuning in for questions or comments be sure to visit popcorntalk.com i'm sir richard wentworth and this has been a presentation of the popcorn talk network